good to praise the Lord. You know, every chance you can get to praise God, give Him praise. You know, thank Him. Thank Him. Because He's worthy to be praised. And not only that, we are preparing ourselves. Because when that day comes, when we are taken up, and we enter to heaven, and we, we, we begin to live with God forever and ever, for eternity... That's what we're going to be doing, is worshiping God, is praising Him. That's what we are going to be doing. And um, 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 so, Pastor Udell on, on, on Sunday brought up a timeline. Okay, so let's put it up here, Sharon. So I'm, I'm going to use his, um, his, his timeline. And those of you that were here, okay, those of you that were here, you saw the timeline. Remember, in the Word of God, it says, one day equals what? A thousand years. A thousand years to the Lord God Almighty. And it's hard to understand, to get our head across that, knowing that God, to Him, it's only going to be seven days. But for us, it's like taking forever. Taking forever. And um, I always like to um, look at science and then how it relates to the Bible. Because sometimes people would say, well, science says this, and the Bible says this, so there's a contradiction. Okay? But I always believe the Word of God. Amen. And um, so when man first went to the moon, Okay, who, who, who was that that went to the moon? The first man to step on the moon from, from the United States? Yeah, Neil Armstrong. Okay? So, 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 so Neil Armstrong, okay, when he went to the moon, did you know that they were afraid to get out and make their first step on the moon? They were afraid because... The moon collects dust every single year. So when they researched it, they said, okay, it's been this many years. And because they always say millions and millions of years ago. They always say that. You know, scientists. Yeah. So they, they thought, okay, when we go to the moon, since the, the, the moon collects dust every year, and if it's been billions and millions of years, then if man were to step on the moon, he was going to go into that dust so far and, um, and, and, and just kind of fall in. So they were afraid. So when they went to the moon, he did get out and he did step on the moon, right? And sure enough, there was an, a, a, a footprint made. So they, they, they measured it from the bottom all the way to the top. And as they calculated it, you know what? It went back as far as six to 7,000 years. Amen. Amazing. Amazing. The, 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 when he stepped, and then they measured it, and it went back to six to 7,000 years. How can you say that God does not exist? He exists. And then from the beginning, he made the heavens and the earth. And when he spoke it, 
it came into being. And and I always use that, you know, the the um, the, the 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 Big Bang theory. You know, people say, oh, everything just came into being. Well, maybe it did because God spoke it, and when He spoke it, everything just came into being. You know, and I always share that with people. You know, when when you when you do the the science and the um, and the and the and the Word of God. And, and another thing that I like is that God created all of us, yes. right? In his image. Yes. And he's given you an immune system. He's, and, then, and then in the word of God says that he holds you together. That's right. Hallelujah. Okay? So how many of you know what concrete is? Concrete? What holds concrete together? Rebar. Rebar, Right? If you don't put the rebar in there, that concrete is weak and it will break apart. Mm -hmm. So they put rebar in there to hold it together. So there's this protein in every single one of us that's called laminin. Laminin. If you look it up, okay, laminin, you know, a lot of you guys probably have a phone and, you know, you have Google. You know, Google, Google laminin. If you, if you look it up. So laminin is a little protein that's inside of us. And this protein that's holding us together is like in the shape of a cross. It is so amazing, so interesting. You know, God, His Word, His Word is true. Everything about Him is, is just so amazing. Praise God, praise the Lord. And we've been talking about the, the end times, okay, the rapture. Okay, we've been talking about the, the rapture. Um, so, so we've been talking about that. And um, go ahead and put it up, Sharon. Oh, before he puts it up. So, so, so all these have taken place. And then now we are nearing the end, right in here. Right in here. And, and we are getting close to day seven, which is the tribulation. The tribulation. How many of you are ready for the tribulation? Amen. I am. Amen. I am. Okay? So, put the next slide up, Sharon. And, see, the rapture. The Bible doesn't say rapture. But it says, those that believe will be taken up. Will be taken up. Okay? And you can find that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. Okay, those who believe will be taken up. So now we're actually living in the church age. Yes, okay? Right. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about the church age also tonight. So in Revelation, how many churches were there? Seven. Out of those seven, how many of them did God rebuke? Got it? How many of those churches did God rebuke? Six. Nope. Five. Five of those churches he rebuked. So that means two of them, two of them are the churches that we want to be. Okay? What are the names of those two churches? Those two churches. Philadelphia. Yep, Philadelphia is one of them. And then the other one is what? 
Smyrna. Okay? So those are the, the, the two churches. So what I want you to do, okay, for these, this, this next coming week, go back to Revelation. I believe, I believe it's in Revelation 3. Read about the churches. Read about the churches. And when you read about the churches, I want you to begin to examine yourself. Examine yourself. Where do you fit in within those churches? And it's so amazing because there, there's, a, there's a church in there where God says that you're either hot or you're cold. You cannot be lukewarm. You can't be both. Okay? You're either one or the other. All right? And then he says that if you're lukewarm, you know what the Word of God, you know what he says? He says that he will spit you out. So look, when this day comes, go back to the last one. When this day comes, okay, look, right here. When this day comes, tribulation, okay? And if you're not part of that church, that Philadelphia and Smyrna, if you're lukewarm, if you're not hot or cold, guess what? God will spit you out. Mm -hmm. He will spit you out. And guess what? You'll not be taken up. You won't be part of the rapture. You're going to stay here, and you're going to go through the seven-year tribulation. Really interesting. Really interesting. Amazing. I thought, wow. So I began to think about that. And I began to examine myself. Where do I stand? Am I hot? Am I cold? I don't want to be just lukewarm. That's right. See, lukewarm means you're holding on to both things. Okay? You don't want to let go. Okay? You don't want to let go. And, and right now there's so many things in this world that we face. Temptations. You know, greed, all these things that, that, that we just, you know, we tend to run to it and then we tend to come to church, you know, and, and, and we're just kind of stuck right here. There's no growth. See, you have to grow. You have to grow in the Word of God. And when you begin to grow, you're going to begin to know by your fruits. Okay? You're going to begin to know. By your growth. Alright? And I can tell you, for myself, I, I, was, I was cold. I've been cold. Because I would only come to church when I felt like it. I would only come to prayer meeting once in a great while when I needed to. Okay? Or when I wanted God to, 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 to you know, to give him a, a prayer that I needed, that was something I was going through. Okay? But, so when things were not going good, but when things were going good, it's like I didn't need them. I was just kind of staying back. Bible study, same thing. You know? Sunday. So when, when, so when I began to, 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 to see this, and the reason why this came out is because when, when Heather brought out the be on time. Okay? Be on time. So church starts at what? Okay? And sometimes people will come in at about 10.30, maybe 10.45. Okay, see, are you hot or are you cold? Or are you lukewarm? If you want to be hot for God, you're going to be here early. You're going to be here on time. 
You're going to be yelling. You're going to be taking part in that worship. Lifting up your hands, praising God. Thanking Him. You know, just who God is. You're going to be doing that. See, hot, cold, or lukewarm. Do you want God to actually spit you out? I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. You know, so, so, so I have to do my best to get into the Word. Every chance I can get into the Word. Every day. Every morning, prayer. Throughout the whole day, just talk with God. Just, just you know, in prayer. In prayer. And um, it, it, it's just amazing. That's so amazing. Um, let's go. Let's actually, let's go to... Um, okay. Wow, everybody's phone's going off. Okay. What, what, what if that was the rapture? <laughs> we're, gonna, we're not going to be here. I won't be here. Okay. Uh, let's start here. Actually, let's start here in, um, in Luke chapter uh, 17. Okay. Let's look at Luke chapter 17. And then look at verse 20. Luke 17, and then verse 20. Okay. So right here, Luke 17, verse 20, he says, Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. Do you know the Pharisees? You know, what, what was their attitude? You know, I know, right? They had the I know attitude. I know it all. You can't tell me how to live. You can't tell me what to do. I know the Word of God. But, but they were so contradicting. Okay? Now look. Now when he, asked, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the king of, kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor while they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Praise God. And then verse 22 says, Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Wow. That is strong. The days will come. When you, when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. What do I mean by that? Remember that, the rapture? Yeah. You see, you, you're desiring. You know, I, I, when Jesus comes, I want to be taken up. That's what we want. That's what we desire. But God, right here, Jesus says that you will not see it. And he said it to these Pharisees. Because these Pharisees thought they knew it all. They thought they understood. I don't care how much education you have. Education will not get you into heaven. Education is good. There's nothing wrong with it. But you can't let that take your focus off of the Word of God. Don't let it take your focus off the Word of God. Because what does the Word say? Put God first, yes, yes, and then everything underneath. And that's how things work out. 
Because if you do it the other way, you put God at number four or number three, and then you put your family and your children, your husband, and, and you, all of this up here, and you put God down here, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't yeah. work that way. You've got to always put God first. Put God first. So right here, as, he, as he's talking, he says, you will not see it. Look at uh, 23. And they will say to you, look here, look there. Do not go after them or follow them. And then right here is 24. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. When that time comes. How many of you ever seen a lightning? How fast is it? Pretty quick, right? I mean, it just happens. That's how fast it's going to happen. Because it talks about in the twinkling of an eye, right? It's just going to happen so fast that you won't even know it. How can, how can we live and say, okay, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the rapture, but then we're over here doing other things that we shouldn't be doing or living the way we, we shouldn't be living. And, and then all of a sudden it happens. It happens. Just like the lightning. You're going to be, whoa, where did everybody go? Where did everybody go? You, then you'll know it must have took place. And, you know, think about that for a moment. That's going to be a sad, sad feeling. Sad. Pretty sad. Yes. Pretty sad. It's going to be so sad. Now, let's go to Revelation. Okay? Pastor Ray always used to say, uh, reservation. <laughs> okay? But uh, here, Revelation. Uh, I'll go to chapter 1. Okay, chapter 1. And then verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. Blessed is he, all right? Blessed is he who, what? Reads. And those who, what? Hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. So God is saying, blessed are those who hear. Blessed are those who read. Read what? Yeah, the word, the word of God. And then he says, and then he goes on to say, he goes, and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. What time is he talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's near. It's coming. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen quick. It's going to happen quick, fast, fast. Now, let's go all the way to Revelation 7. Okay? Revelation 7. 
Okay. So we talked about the seals, okay? The seals that were open, okay? And then right after that, it, it went into the trumpets, okay? The trumpets. We heard the trumpets. Those trumpets begin to, to, to blow, to sound off. Those trumpets are, are the judgments of God. Uh, Sharon put up that one picture with the, with the, with the trumpets and the, and the seals and the bowls. I, I want to point this out to you also. And we kind of hit, hit on that. Okay? All right, Sharon? Ready? Okay, look. So, so we have the seals. That's going to happen first. Only Jesus can open those up, right? Yes. Only yeah. Jesus can open that up. Yes. And when he opens that up, those are going to begin to take place. The first four, it talks about the horses, okay, that, that come. And then after that, it goes into the trumpets. And then, and then we, we experience the trumpets. So remember the trumpets? We said, how many of the people are going to die? A third or a fourth, right? Yeah. A fourth. Oh, no. A, th- a third. Yeah, a third. A yeah. third. Okay? Let me, let, me, let me look this up real quick. Because we said that if, if um, okay, in this world, for example, so actually, the seven trumpets, it's actually a fourth. One-fourth of all the population in this world is going to die. So a fourth is actually like 25%. 25%. So remember when we said 10 million or billion? If there's 10 billion people in this world right now, I'm I'm just kind of guessing, but 10 billion, because we can relate to 10. So a fourth of 10 billion was what? 2.5 billion. A billion, a billion, yeah. A two point five billion. That's a that's a huge number. Because I was thinking about it, I thought, okay, what's a billion? Then I thought, okay, now you have to go to a million, and then two million, three million, then a hundred million, two hundred million, three hundred four. I thought, wow, this number is huge. One billion is so huge, and then two billion is even bigger. Two point five billion people are going to perish, are going to die during that seven trumpet. Yes, that's right. And are those the people who are not believers at first? The one-fourth, or is that the lukewarm? Okay, so when, when, when this tribulation happens, there's going to be believers and unbelievers yeah. in that tribulation. And then the Antichrist, when he shows up, he's going to want people to worship him. And those that worship him, okay, as the, that tribulation goes, they're going to get marked with the beast, or the mark of the beast, which will be either on the forehead or the arm. But those that choose not to will make it out of that tribulation. So, so whoever's still left behind in this world, those people are going to experience that, all these things here, which will cause them to die. Okay, so, so there might be believers that will die. There'll be non-believers that will die. But 2.5 billion, that's a, that's a big number. And, and here, um, look, look what's, 
what they're talking about with this COVID. They're, they're putting up numbers every day. Every day. This many people is um, in the hospital. This many people died. This many people died. And, and they just keep going every single day. Every single day. What if they put this on the news? What if they said, you know what? Jesus is coming. And when that... And when the seals are open and we start going through all of this, and people are going to die. And then when these trumpets are, are being sounded off, 2.5 billion are going to die. That's going to, I mean, if we begin to do that and tell the people the truth, and when I say truth, I'm talking about the Word of God. When we begin to share with them that, then, you know, we want them to repent. We want them to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior so they won't have to experience this. Now, as it, as it goes on after these trumpets, it's going to go into the, into the, uh, into the bowls. So, so right here, so you know what? Actually, I, I, I got it wrong. Let me correct myself. So the bowls here, this one here, it, it's, it's going to affect everybody. 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 That first one there is actually a fourth, and then the trumpet is actually a, a, a third. So it's going to be more. So the, yeah. the, 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 the seals is, is 2.5 billion. So then the third is 33%, which that will go up to over 3, 3 billion. And that, that's just if you went with a, a, a 10 billion number. But, but they say right now, I think there's at least 8 billion people in this world. You know? So when you, um, so when the rapture happens and we talk about a glorified body like we did before, mm -hmm. so our spirit and the body is going to be missing. It, it won't be here. It will not yeah. be here. Yeah. So basically, it's almost going to be like people disappeared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I assume the graves will be probably will be opened, opened up, up yeah. with the bodies, the bones, and. The Spirit's waiting up there for that body to come up, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Because a, a resurrection is going to take place. Yeah. You see how Jesus was resurrected? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so during that time when, that, when Jesus comes and says, come back to me, there's going to be a resurrection. You know, those of us, that's why the Bible says that those that are asleep, so basically those that are dead, yeah. first, they're going to be first to go. Because they're going to resurrect and, and get back with, the, with their spirits and, and their body. And then us that are still alive will be taken up next. And mm -hmm. everyone will see that, right? Like people going up, even the normal No, no. Uh, because, what did I say? It's going to happen so quick. Yeah. So yeah. quick. I mean, no, no warning, no nothing. It's just going to happen. And so when the trumpet sound, will the believers and non-believers hear that trumpet? Yeah. They're going to go through that. They will hear the sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to go through that. They're going to go through that. And, and, and they're going to, they're going to, so they're going to start seeing all this stuff take place. You know, these, these plagues and all these things are going to begin to take place. See, because these seals, these horses, they're going to bring with them, you know. That first one there, that first, that first horse that comes is actually going to be a deceiver. He's going to come on a white horse deceiving everybody, saying that he's, Jesus, which he's not. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let me just say, you know, I know you guys have questions, but you know, um, Jesus, when he, 
have to grow the, the stone the way right. Mm -hmm. But for us, it, it, it was off. He didn't need people because he had to my body. He could just walk through the walls and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was for us to know. That's why it was open. You know, the moment this thing happened, uh, the Christians that are left behind, that have both sides, and still part of sin and stuff, you know, they will be the one exactly right away. They will know exactly what happened. And then he will say, Lord, let me end just like the the virgin thing, the virgin, the fire virgin that that was in knocking at the door. Let me in, Lord. He's gonna say, I don't know you. Because you weren't there. See? And that's why it's gonna open because it's gonna show. And I, I don't wanna be Brenda gone, my wife gone, and still be here, you know. And uh, and the Christians that call themselves Christians, they will gladly know. So the one that are waiting, you will hear the voice of Trump. Mm -hmm. Not with these ears. Not with yeah. ears. Yeah. Yeah. Not with this one. Our spirit. Our spirit. Because that's quick. Mm -hmm. You know how we say, yeah? My wife says, what I told you, you know. <laughs> see, see, that's the that's the reason why too is that um, is that um, right now God has given us the Helper, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us, yeah. guides us, yeah. leads us into all truth, which is the Word of God, yeah. and all understanding, so we can understand what God is saying and speaking yeah. to us through His Word. So that's why there's no Holy Spirit after the rapture begins. Yeah. He's going up with the people mm -hmm. you know, that are being called that yeah. first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So you're making it on your own strength. Yes. Yep. Your own physical yes. strength at that point. Mm -hmm. the, Bible, the Bible says, I'll never leave you. I mean, if we leave, the Holy Spirit here is it's, it's like we're separating again. So you have to remember that. So that's why you will end up being killed because they, like Pedro says, you want to give up, you want to bow down to me, or take that mark, and then it's your choice. Either you take it and say no. If you say no, one time the, the Lord spoke to me, then I was thinking, it's probably going to be okay, but you know what? They will go after your babies first. And chop their head, and you watch while you do that. They're not going. It'll be easy if you go first, but, but they will go to those first. It's going to torture us, mm -hmm. and we don't want that. That's why we're telling you, you got to tell the truth now. Mm -hmm. We want family. That's why we say, bring the family, bring the family, because we want them to go. So, so, so I believe right now what we're experiencing with this pandemic is um, that there's a there's like a, a shaking going on. Yeah, people are being filtered, yeah. kind of filtered. You know, those that those that fall through, you know, those are not the ones that God is going to use. God is going to use the ones that are standing strong, that are standing bold, that are speaking the truth. You know, on the Word of God. The ones that are hot. Remember I said those, he says that some are hot, some are cold. But he says those that are lukewarm, he will, he will spit them out. 
And right now, look, look across this whole world, this whole nation. Look at our Navajo nation. Where are the pastors? Where are the ministers? They're just being controlled. They're just staying back. And then they're, they're, they're allowing to be controlled, to be dictated. And, and they're not stepping forth and saying, come on, we got to stand together. We got we to gotta stand for the Lord. We got we to gotta pray. We got to open our doors because God wants us to come to him and, they got, and, and to hear the truth. And, and, and if, if we just come here to you every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday and just kind of tell you, oh, God is good. Don't worry about it. He'll take care of everything. He'll, he'll get you through. If we just say that to you, how are we helping you? How are we preparing you for this that's coming? See, so, 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 so I believe that's why we're, we, we got into this Bible study. Uh, God is just saying that, you know, this, this has to come out. And, and um, I wanted to bring it out earlier, but it wasn't the time. So now it's, it's, it's just the way he brought everything out. It's just falling into place. And then pastor's been talking about, about the, the tribulation too and, and the messages on, on Sunday. So what, what he brought out and everything's just starting to tie in together. And I was just so, so excited uh, when, when he was talking about those on, um, on Sunday, the timeline. And I thought, wow. So, so yeah, and, and even across this, that's why he says, watch out. Because when the time is getting close, there's going to be false prophets. Yeah. False teachers. Yeah. And when you look around, there's, there are people like that. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's some ministers that they just want, they just want to tell you a feel-good story. That's right. They don't want to tell you the truth. They don't want to tell you to repent. They don't want to tell you to get saved. They just say, God loves you. Everything will be okay. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And then when you walk out of here, you're feeling good. Mm -hmm. You know, there, and there are people like that. And just like you said, yeah, entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been to some churches where, you know, they, they turn everything off and then the lights will come on and it'll be like a stage, like a concert up here. You know, it's not going to be like that in heaven. We're not going to honor God and worship Him like that. No. So, so right here, let's go back to uh, uh, Revelation chapter 7. So um, <clears throat> I wanted to bring this up right here. If you look at verse 9. Yeah, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Look right here, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribe, people, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes. With what? White robes. Yeah, white robes and then with palm branches in their hand. You know what that palm branch represents? Victory. Yes. Victory. 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 Palm branches. That's what they represent. And then verse 10 says that, and crying out with a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And then look at verse 11. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders. You know who the elders represent? The churches, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
the churches, then God calls us, He says, you are the what? The church, right? See, that's why when, when, that, when that tribulation comes, who is He coming back for? He's, he's not coming back, yeah, He's coming back for you, but He's coming back for the church. Not this building. No, you, you're the church. Okay, so now they're standing around here. Look, they're standing around this throne. And the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. Worship God. You, you know you were created for worship? Your hands were, were meant to worship God. And that's what God showed me because before, before all of this, I used to use my hands. You know, sometimes my kids would get out of hand and I, yeah. And then God says, no, don't use your hands for that. Your hands are not meant for that. He goes, if you're going to discipline your kids, he says, use a rod. Okay, so then again, you use a belt instead, not my hands. You know, so your hands are meant for worship. Yes, that's right. For worship. Worship God. Worship God. Okay, then look. Saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom. Thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. That is worship right there. That is worship right there. See, there's a, that's why I said that one time. I said there's a difference between praise and worship. See, right there, we're going to be worshiping God like that. And, and the reason why I began to just really, I, I really enjoy just praising God and worshiping God and singing. I don't care what my voice sounds like. I just go and sing, you know, because what I experienced is when I went to um, that um, in Glorietta, that Men of Iron, Bunch of men were in there. And then I was just sitting back there, just sitting back there, not, not even getting into it. Then all of a sudden, my hands began to go up. And then I began to stand up. Then I began to, to, to take part in it. And then every person in that building became together as one. And then when we, when we came together as one, you know what? The angels began to sing with us. You could hear spiritual angels singing. Yes, if we come together here at this church and we come together and we open up our hearts to God and we just pour out and give ourselves to Him, one mind, one body, one spirit, there's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be breakthrough. Breakthrough. You're going to see it. People are going to get healed. People are going to be delivered. Yes. It's going to take place. Right. So we begin to sing. The angels were singing with us. And this, this praise and worship took, it felt like it was five minutes. But I guess we were praising and worshiping God for over an hour. And then Jesus began to reveal himself. And every time we sang, he would sing back to us. And then, when, and, and then what he would say, he would say, I accept your worship. Yes. See, that's why the, the word of God says, worship him in spirit 
and in truth. See, so right here, understanding who God is. Glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, might, all these things. We're just worshiping God. We're just worshiping God. Don't let the rock take your place. Because isn't that what it says in the yes, Word? Because if you're not going to do it, the rocks are going to do it. Okay? No. Worship God. Give Him praise. Begin to move. Begin to move. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, give me some time here, okay? I want to get into this one here. So, so we've been talking about about the, the seals, the trumpets, and then the bowls, and these things are going to take, it's going to get greater and greater and greater. Okay, these things have to happen, these things have to take place. But before the bowls too, during this time, there's two witnesses. Okay, remember I asked you one time, who are the two witnesses? Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter 11. And then look at uh, verse 4. And actually, let's start with verse 3. Look at verse 3. Look, he says, And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy. 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. Remember that, sackcloth? Now look at verse 4. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. So, let me ask you, who are the two witnesses. There's, there's a lot of, I hear different yeah. versions. Right. I hear different people say, okay? And for me, I'm going to share with you what, who I believe that the two witnesses are, okay? But, but what about you guys? Who do you think the two witnesses are? Abraham, Abraham Moses, Elisha, Moses, okay? Okay, what'd you say? Moses, Elijah, Elijah, okay. All the way in the back. Michael, okay, all right. Okay, Enoch, you said Enoch? Okay, all right. How about you, Santa? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear your answer. Okay, so there, there's, there's, there's two ways to, to interpret the Bible, okay? A lot of times we read the Bible and we take it literally. Okay? We take it literally. And, and that, that's what I've learned. is um, You don't take the Bible literally. But when you read it, you have to chew it and you have to eat it. And then you have to ask God to help you. Only God, through the Holy Spirit, He'll reveal to you His Word. Mm -hmm. And... and 
And I thank you. Some of you guys have questions. Questions. And, and, and you challenge me when you bring your questions. Because I can't stand up here and tell you that I know all of it. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm standing right along with you, growing with you. And, and um, because in the Bible says, you will never know it all. You won't. I, I don't care, you know, who that person may, may seem that they are, you know, in the Word of God, there's still things in there that they don't know. And, but, and that's why when you, when you read a scripture, sometimes I read it, and then I say, okay, and then I go back and read it again, then it's different. And then maybe down the road, that scripture will come up again, and all of a sudden, God will reveal it to Whoa, that's what it meant. You mean I've been reading this all this time, and I've never seen it? So, the two witnesses, okay? So, right here in, in Revelations, look. He says that these are the two, what? Olive trees. Okay? And the two lampstands. So the two witnesses are actually the two olive trees and the two lampstands. So now, what does the, what does the olive tree represent? Okay, oil. Oil comes from it, right? Okay, but what else does it represent? Okay, peace. All right. Let's go to um, um, Romans chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 11. And then look at uh, verse 24. For a long time, I, I, I struggle with this because... Um, I thought really too to myself that it was um, a person. Okay? But if you look, look, let's go to Romans chapter 11, verse 24. Look at 24. Okay, look. For if you were cut out of the what? Olive tree, which is wild by nature. And then look, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree. How much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? So this olive tree, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Jews. And and then look, who was a who who was a Jew that, that died on the cross? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. And the lineage. Okay. He, they say that he came from the tribe of who? Judah. Judah. Okay. The tribe of Judah. Yeah. Now, when you right, so right here, what we just read, right here, what we just read. Look. Okay. Let's read it again. Okay. For if you were cut out of an olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted. So you know what that word means, grafted? Yes. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like there's a tree out there. Okay. If I cut a piece of that branch and then take it to another tree and I put it in there, that tree, that branch is going to become part of that what? That tree. Okay. So now, how many of you ever seen this? Ancestry.com. Know where you came from. Put in all your information, and then people are so happy, and they say, oh, I, my, 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 my father was Billy the Kid, and this and that, whatever. Okay? All right? So, look, we're not Jews, right? You're not, you're not a Jew. Okay? But in the Bible, we're considered Gentiles. Right? But when you, yeah, when you confess with your mouth, and when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know what? You've been grafted into the tribe of Judah. So guess what? You are part of that ancestry. You are part of that family. You are part of that lineage. Jesus, where Jesus came from, you're a part of that. You're a part of that. I mean, does that does that excite you? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed yeah. to right? Because my mom used to say, "That's your clan. That's who your clan is." Ashamed? No, I'm part of the tribe of Judah. I'm a child of God. I'm a descendant of Abraham. I belong to God. That's my ancestry. Yeah. Okay. We all sitting in here. If you're hundred percent Navajo, you were before you confessed Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. When you're born again, now in the Spirit is what we are. We are Jew. Mm -hmm. One with Jesus, the Jew. So when you know that, anybody blessing Native American, they don't know who they're talking about. Because you're no longer belong to that. In the Bible language, there's only three groups of people. The Jew, the Gentile, and the church. So we were Gentile, Native Americans, or any other races beside Jews. But when we confess and make Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're grafted in mm -hmm. to the tribe of Jews. Mm -hmm. That's why we have inheritance with Abraham and Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. When you learn that, you become to think and act that way like you never did before. That increases your faith too. Your action, your walk, yeah. the places you go. It changes your mm -hmm. destiny. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Look at um, Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. Okay? So Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew 
nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And look at verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs. Wow, look at that one right there. And heirs according to the promise. Wow. Everything that Jesus, it's all yours. It's all yours. All yours. It's all yours. It's just amazing. You, you, you became a part of that. That's who you are. That's who you are. So, so going back to the two witnesses, that first one there is, is that, the, the olive tree. Okay? Yes. And, and that olive tree also represents that tribe of Judah and the Jews. So that's one of the, the witnesses that's going to be during that tribulation. Because there's still going to be people here who knew God and got left behind, but then they're going to finally surrender and turn back. And they're, and they're going to begin to, 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 start, to, to start letting people know that that, that that one that came on that white horse is not really Jesus. He's Antichrist. He's a deceiver. <laughs> so when was it that you knew this, you learned this, or you discovered this, or someone told you? Um, I would say about probably like a, a month ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I, like I've said before, raised in the church my whole yeah. life. myself to blame for not studying and getting into the world like this, but I'm just thinking when people get saved, when they when they give their give themselves to to the Lord, they need to know this. Yeah. Uh huh. And I don't know if it would make a difference being that they're they're brand new, they're baby Christians, or if it would be to to be known at a, a higher level of maturity. But the, I mean this is amazing. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's, 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 especially for people who do struggle with, you know, being raised their whole life in, in a traditional home or even, you know, we weren't raised in a traditional home, but we grew up knowing the clan system, you know, all of that, not everything, but to really fully be able to identify and claim and know this is who I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and a well-organized ministry, like at Rhema, when you first confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, even though you're coming from denominational churches, you know, into getting born again, they have a class for you separately, mm -hmm. where what happens to you and what's the path of walking by faith and not by sight, how to develop, to know the way to go by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But we Navajo people are the church. 
people just come in and confess Jesus as their Lord, and they sit over there and question and have no clue where what is, this is all about. That is our issue. We don't have a beginner's class for anybody. Amen. I tried it here numbers of times. Mm -hmm. I never got accepted to do it. So I backed up. Mm -hmm. I let it go. So That's the reason why people yeah. from denominations, I was from denomination, I know that. Mm -hmm. But because of a strong minister, Pounding me with the word, front row right there. I got quickly got transformed. And then when I went to Rama, that's when the whole puzzle came together for me. What was banging me, they had the proper spot. That's where I've learned a lot. You have a good question. You have a good thought. Mm -hmm. There are some people in here that have been going to church for 40, 50 yeah. years. Mm -hmm. They don't know what this man is saying up there. Mm -hmm. Even this is confusing mm -hmm. when you don't have the right. Holy That's Spirit. Yep. Yep. When you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, this yep. lesson is out of sight. Until you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another tongue, this thing is as good as white and black. Easy, comprehensible. I also think it's but it's an individual it's responsibility yeah. too. Yeah. You can't just keep depending on one person to feed mm -hmm. you. You yes. have to read your yep. Bible. Mm -hmm. It's your own conviction, your own desire, your own... You need to feed yourself yes. with God's word. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You can't just expect someone to witness to you and, and show you this all the time, you know. Okay. See, so yep. like when this pandemic happened and we weren't having the prayer meetings and the, the, um, the Wednesday night Bible study, we conducted our own uh -huh. Bible study. And my sister, um, we even made my 16-year-old and my 8-year-old daughter listen and my eight-year-old daughter was just so amazed with the word. Mm -hmm. And even now, um, she questions a lot of things. And there's questions that she asks me that I don't even know how to answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, how can this little eight-year-old think that when I'm like almost 50 years old? <laughs> you know. So I mean, I think it was taught at a young age at the, mm -hmm. the velocity yeah. that we did that because we had to do an adult study, and they were in the adult class with us, and they both caught on very well. So. Yeah. So, so what you're getting in here tonight, all of you, okay? This is this is the meat of, of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not feeding you like milk, because milk, milk is, is baby. You're not you're not okay. So so now what what God has been revealing to me is when you guys are coming in. I see you, I, I know what's in your heart because of where you're standing and how you're moving for God. And, and that's why I asked God, when, when do I share this? And he would say, no, not now, not now, not now. Until finally one day he goes, all right, now's the time. Now's the time. That's when we started to really get in and start digging into the word of God. And, and, and like I said, you know, and just like I said a month ago, um,
because before then I, I, was, I was struggling with it. I, you know, I thought Moses, and then I thought, you know, Enoch, and all these. And share the word of God to and so, and um, I just want to say that uh, last last weekend we talked about um, the God is so specific on time and uh, calendars and the that not you were all here yesterday last week Sunday yeah so I can see how about the one that's not here is your first time. Okay, yeah, man, and brother. You know, um, we were asked, I was asking God how I can reveal how God is so on time. He's never early, He's never late. He's on time on everything He does. Sometimes we think that God is a mystery, and we should know as you are a child of God, the being long, you will know these times in not. And some of the things that I have read last week is that in out of Daniel 12, 14, what you know what uh, Daniel was showed up to, which is showed yeah, the Moses and all these things. But I'm not gonna go back to what uh, Adam was given six days to work and the seventh day is to rest. You know, so hey, what's up? Um, but if I go back on it. It's going to take more time to, but I will restart again sometimes. Uh, so, but just to let you guys know is that that um, God uh, brought these times to us. That um, see, God works like this. Uh, no, there's nobody back there, so to have one up there. But see, these are the the God calls them days. Remember last week I was saying that one day to one for us is a thousand years, but one day is to God. One day to God, us is a thousand years. And that's what that is. This is the time for that Yade. And then they call this, uh, this is all the way to six. Right here. Uh, toward this end. The last part of 6,000 uh, 6, years. If you can't see, you can sit up here close. I want you to know. Bonds and all uh, And so what the Bible. So a lot of these things that what they're talking about. You will know exactly where these things are. But see, there's a, a thousand years. To God was one day. And then, uh, but it was a thousand years. Yeah. But six days to God was six days, but for us it's six thousand. We're at the end of that six thousand years. So, um, the first two days are are put together as Adam days. This is Adam and Eve days. This one, the beginning right here. the time when the Satan Adam it as Adam and Eve it as the days of chaos, isn't it? Up to, you know, through the flood and all that. And then after that is the days of Torah, isn't it? It's the, they, it goes two days in, in 2,000 years right here. It, it, it's for the days of chaos, isn't it? 2,000 years later, the days of Torah, that's when the law was brought. 
Aro Enanaites, come four years later, the Messiah came. You know, the Jesus came as a, a Jesus. Uh, we, we celebrate on Christmas Day, you know, that Jesus was born. It was right here. He lived and ministered, uh, lived here on earth for 33 years. Out of the Holy Spirit came in at the beginning of the end of days. It's not the Bible. It's the end of days. That's what Daniel prophesied about it. And here, uh, from here is the Messiah, the, the year of Messiah for 2,000 years. 2,000 years, uh, and I don't know, around there that Jesus went back, you know, to, to heaven and to be up there uh, uh, when the Holy Spirit was here. He came down to Pentecost and all these things took place. I don't know they, yeah. Israel left their, uh, their land. They have almost 2,000 years. They didn't have no land because they were scattered all over the world. So uh, couldn't he come? 1948, the Israel came back as a nation. The rebirth of the nation was right about here somewhere. Quite he didn't come. At the end of 1948, that now the Israel came back. You know that in 1940 there was a Holocaust, right? How many of you know about the Holocaust? What the Jews were 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 slain because of you know who they are, but that was right here toward the end, because we're at the end of days. So the Bible, Daniel prophecies that that the the Jewish people is going to come back, God's people is going to come back to their land. Nina, kadeya, nineteen forty eight, the new generation. The, you know, you probably heard the, the, the story about this generation will not pass, Nia, from 1948 this way. I don't, it's, you know, I mean, uh, uh, 2018, now there was a 70 year. So, you know, that was a generation. But God says that, you know, to be blessed, if we are blessed, you're going to pass the 70, going to 80. But then I read the word of God. He says that if you belong to me and obey me, everything you do, I will satisfy you with long life. Man. That's another thing. God is life. Remember uh, last week, the Sheikh about about the power in our mouth in uh, uh, Proverbs 18. 21, the Shayyan, that our power, the power is in our mouth. Life and death is in our mouth. It's the powers in it, the, the word of God. So, so that's in our mouth. I end up in the hospital when I said that. You know, I don't want to be resuscitated. I don't want to be in the in the ventilator ventilator that is going to live for me. You know, I rather go home. He's going to come for me. But one thing, though, I want to say it again. Say this again. Is that when God now when I was in the in the hospital because of this COVID nineteen, be he yellow. So you know, but I believe God. God can heal. But either way, I'm, I, I live for eternity, you know? So, but that's one thing to, just to go back on what my wife says. One thing that I want to tell you is, so we can say, I can say, our, our family, we can say, 
You know, we, we will say that, you know, we have God. You don't have to depend on these things, you know, to keep yourself, you know, uh, away from these evil. But God spoke to me and says that, you know, we go through some things, but God is with us. He'll never leave us or not forsake us. That we will go through, He's not, we're not going to stay there. But one thing He said to me is, um, everybody that walks into the church, you know, everybody has different level of faith. Some are new. If you just walk in, you don't have no idea what faith is. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing the Word of God. See, you're going to follow those steps. So, but that's what I'm going to be preaching today again. I will now shed the lights on a lot of these things. But see, that's why we tell you to wear your mask. I'm not wearing my mask here because this song and the recording doesn't sound right if you wear the mask. But you know, we want you to respect the ushers that come in and tell you what to do. We tell them what to do because we are being watched too from CDC, you know, the rules and all that. So, but we don't want, but you know, I'll tell you though, Jesus is coming back. We don't have to wear a mask anymore because God is right there. But see, a lot of them have their faith and way up there, and they live by faith in the Word of God. But as humble as you are, you don't plow through the people and tell them, oh, you know, take it off, you know, Joe Janita, because, you know, the power's in our mouth. So we have to respect everybody's at different level. Do your things. You take care of yourself. Because I know that I've been praying, we've been praying for people. And Brenda, we come here and we pray for people that are, are, are the deathbed. Not DJ, yes, not DJ, which is good. But some of them, they don't, have, they don't know God. And those are the things that we, we don't want that. So let me pray first before I go on. Lord, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. God. コロナ、ナナ、アンシネドンゼンシテコロ、ペヤチェナハロハシサ。コロエヤシヒンラドナシンチェノシジェシンガチボーネ。エコロンネネネヨインニニ。バ、ベンベニナツナナシバカジェ
You know, sometimes I, you, you speak in, uh, in different tongues and you probably don't understand. But, you know, we taught you the Holy Spirit. And uh, sometimes it just gets carried away. Sometimes uh, early, sometimes in the morning, I hear my wife speaking in tongues. And I just support that. And I just lay downward and say, I support that. Because, you know, I'm talking in spirit. I'm looking into the spirit. We want to see it. But when God is in you, you look at him in the spirit. Spiritual Oh. I'm alive and well here. My life belongs to God. It does not belong to me. And he said that, you know, that uh, we don't know. You know, so I even signed it, you know, they signed, they let you sign that thing. But God had a visit with me and he told me no. Because I cried out to God for Chichinahit. Now, otherwise I was in the darkest days of that night. Go, Lord, I said, you always speak to me. I recognize you. I was talking to him. And then he showed me something. But she does like a building. I don't know what the Holy Spirit was showing me later. He is ready to go. He's ready to go from this earth. So you can't change that, ne? The devil is the one that says to God, here's what he said. So that's what he did. So I kind of like put Jesus, I put God, tie him behind my, his back. Yeah, you probably wonder, God, you, you know, had no power to do that. But you know, Adam and Eve was given the authority to rule on earth, right? Ain't mm -hmm. not God can just come in and do something for you. But when you're born again, He's giving you authority. See, that authority is in our mouth. When he, what He said to me was then, but see, you have given me your life to me that I will take care of you. But you took it back to Nahajan. So you have to change that Shadini. You have to speak it. I have to voice it. And now sometimes we tell you make it known. I won't let go. So when God told me I had to make a confession, I cried out to God and I asked for forgive me because I did give me my life to you. Lord, I'm coming back to you. 
uh, it, it changed the situation of the devil accusing me of what I said. So the powers in the mouth, what you say, okay? You get in touch? You understand this? You understand what I mean? So, now you go throughout the world and learn on this. You have to speak life to you. Because God says that the power is in your mouth. One thing after that revelation was um, that Jesus, um, Jesse Duplantis, I was watching, listening to, Jesse Duplantis says, God spoke to me. He says, God says, I can take, I can take your life. I have the power. I mean, I have, a, you know, not the power. The authority. the authority, not authority, but I have the power to take your life. I can take it. No. But I can't, Shadeen, because I gave you the authority. So, family, do you understand that we have the power to our life? How much you want to live? How God can bless you? How are you going to walk through the day? How are you going to praise God? How are you going to rejoice and be happy and walk in health? Yes, the power is in your mouth. God says so. Because I stand on the word, I have the power. Get healed right now. The demon. See, they have the power. You have authority to say it. That's why when we pray, we have authority to speak the word to the the, the, the diseases to go. But if you're hanging on to it, Jesus will continue hanging on to it. So the power's in our mouth. Remember from the beginning was the word in Genesis said, or uh, John, that, that, uh, that he says the word, the word was with God and the word was God. See, when God spoke, everything went to existence. The first, the, the, the universe was just void. But when he spoke that, it came to pass. But you know, like they say, the Big Bang. Remember that we had the Bible say with the Big Bang. You know, God's big and it probably blow, yeah? But it formed to what God has said to be. So us, we have the power. So don't have fear. I don't die from this pandemic that's coming. The times that we are living in now, in this place, right before the days of, of tribulation, the only things that there's no sign for is the rapture. We see the sign that Jesus is coming. That uh, that the second coming, coming. So I was looking at it, kind of blew my mind, you know. Because uh, us, you know, let's go to uh, first uh, Thessalonians five. Let's go over there first. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
And I want you to understand these things. And also I encourage you to come Wednesday night. Because we have in a Bible study on the times some of these things that uh, we are looking into. Out of the times in the tribulation, how bad some of these things are going to be. You can know. One thing that I know is God. I told God, the tribulation, I don't need to talk about it because I'm not going to be here. This tribulation for the Yaki, I'm not going to be here. You know, and all of you, you're not going to be here. So I really don't need to talk about it. That God told me, says, you can't do that. And uh, you probably wonder why, you know? You have to tell about it. You have to teach what's going to happen. Because then I, I did say why. Why would I want to say Because I'm not going to be here, Lord. I said, no, because half of the people that call themselves Christians are not going to make it the first, the first one. Oh, man, that hit me. I was saddened by that because we know there's a lot of Christians. But they're not living the life that God wants them to live. They hang on to both sides. There's no way God says that you can hang on both sides. It calls it lukewarm. Yeah. Either you are for you're hot or you are cold. But a lot of us we want to be lukewarm. You know, you know, we want to in it. I kinda of like on this side. And I kinda shift in temperature. That's how it is now. And uh, Christians, that's a lot of us. Oh, we just kind of, um, I'll come a certain time and uh, I feel good, I'm going to go to church. No, you got to be seeking God. You have to seek God all the way. You know, there's a, let me just tell you something. Since you guys are scared, like looking at me, let me look, let me tell you something. There's a man that's a, Goes out, goes out in the morning, early in the morning, and then he sees a pool, you know, swimming pool. And he walks out and looks at it, kind of in the, in the fall, you know, section. And he says, I, then there's this, this Mexican guy, he was uh, cleaning the, the pool, you know, he's cleaning out all the stuff, all the leaves that it comes up. Then he says, is that, is that water warm? Then he says, he looks up. Looks warm to me. And then uh, I don't say, oh, right, all right. So it's warm. He got up on the on diving board. He went in. Then he got, oh, man, it's cold. Come back. I said, I thought you said it was a little warm. Then he looks at his glass. It looks warm to me. Another word he's saying, it looks warm to me, but I don't know about you. See? To him, the other guy says, ah, a lukewarm janinza. But see, so laugh. You know, if you didn't get it, try it out, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. But we don't want to be lukewarm. We want to be hot for God. You know, so those are the things that uh, we have to be ready. So, but God right here in Exodus uh, 12, 12, oh, let me go to First Thessalonians. Where I was going, lukewarm didn't need up. That changed. Let's go to First Thessalonians five, chapter five. So, you know, if you we belong to God, so if we belong to God, this is what the Bible says. But concerning the time and season, brothers, 
You have no need. I have you. You have no need that I write to you. Don't change the I don't need to tell you. For you yourself have known perfectly the day of the Lord has uh, so come as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then uh, sudden destruction comes upon them, and a labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren and sister, are, are not in that darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You will know, because you have the Holy Spirit in you, you know exactly when the day or the, the hour that the, the thief will come. And you all the sons of the light, uh, sons of light and sons of day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who, who sleep at night and those who get drunk, or at night, but for uh, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet of hope of salvation. That God did not appoint us for for us the, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Therefore, comfort each each other and edify one another. See, God says that we shall know. And He's not going to put wrath on us. I think that the day that we're living in now, that um, it's just a wake-up call. You know, So, and we're living in these days. Let's go to Exodus uh, 12, uh, 1. Exodus 12, 1. Amen. Amen. There it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. He says, This month shall be the beginning of the month. It shall be the first month of the year. See, they were told that, you know, they already have a calendar. The first month of the year. They already have a new year, a New Year's Day. That is the autumn called Rosh Hanana. Shana. Hanana. Hashana. Oh, Lord Shukarama Kisarawa Kikara. It has counted time from the, the creation of Adam and the creation of the earth. Now, they're getting a new calendar. It's called the, the sacred calendar. God gave uh, his people a new calendar. So, so Jews kept two calendars. In other words, they have four calendars. But we're not going to talk about the, the other two because he's just going to be confused. Because sometimes we look at us and, oh, no. So we get confused. So this one is the sacred one. And this is the, the one he called the calendar of redemption. The calendar of redemption. So Moses, uh, they're going out of, coming out of Egypt. You know the story of uh, Egypt 
the people came out of Egypt, the Passover lamb, you know the Passover lamb, right? Yeah. When the, the angel of death came, yeah. so they had to kill a lamb, a small lamb, pure. It's got to be uh, last year Christmas by Eshtia. They raised these lambs separate. They, they, they raised them. They got to be pure. They got to be, there's no broken bones in them. They got to be really good. But for them, they couldn't sacrifice this to the Lord. You know, but they they raised these lands, so God gave them a new calendar at that time. So He's telling them this Passover called uh, uh, the Passover, and then and um, He's called it too is to keep them. This keep this calendar in memorial forever. You're going to keep this date. And then he says, you shall keep as the ordinance forever. So let's go to uh, um, Le Leviticus 23. That's the third book in, from the beginning of the Bible. The beginning of Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus. That's right there, Sean. Okay, so Leviticus 23. So Leviticus here is uh, it outlines their circuit, their sacred calendar for for us to know. This is the sacred calendar of the history of redemption, the foretelling and and set forth the great plan of redemption. Uh, redemption. It is the great calendar of prophecy. So. Um, Let's see. Well, this one is uh, the 1,000 years. Now, this is uh, God's sacred calendar. And here, God gives them a, this calendar here, these calendar here. God gives them a certain time that they need to keep and come before Him. And these are the things that God calls them to do. It's like a calendar. This is, this is you know, a year. It's inside a year. The Jews, they do these things, this, these feasts, you know, through the year. In the spring times and the fall, so, so they they need to keep and come before God with these things. So seven, and He gave them this seven um, spring modes here. So the seven modes here, these are the modes here, and uh, spring modes, and then four months after that is the fall modes, and um, it's appointed day here in. And Leviticus 23, 4. And I'm going to read that before I go talk about it again. It says in, in the, the uh, verse 4, that, and um, I feel like I'm trying to rush here because it's, it's pretty long. 
If I don't get finished, I won't go into. And then at the end, I want to show you all the things that took place according to the, the seven years or the thousand years, all these things. And then, then we will look at how the Jewish people, see the Jewish people are, they look at the sky, into the sky, the stars and the moon. I know exactly what art is and they I know what katama get up. Usually I know the hour, what time it is. I look at the shadow, I know exactly what time it was. When I was in school they used to bet the guys you know what time it is. I used to get it right on point. Because some of you are ranchers, you probably know that. But I don't know, Sinek, that of Blakeship and Jirazi, you know exactly. You know, in his better husband. So, God gave his people this calendar. He gave them this, so to go by. So, Leviticus, these are the feasts of the Lord. Holy convocation, which you shall proclaim at their appointed time. See, there are appointed times, a certain place, the dates of Bahalon, that these are September's, or yeah, th uh, this one, Kujigo eh? is going to be in the, in the spring season. And then on the 14th day of the first month, now see, he's giving them the date, and uh, when, at the twilight is the Lord Passover, now. The twilight. And on the 15th day of the same month is a feast of unleavened bread. Unleavened bread is right here. This is the spring mode. Son. Okay. Unleavened bread. I'm going to go to verse 8. But you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord for seven days. Right here. Right here. Unleavened. And then... um. The seventh day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on that day. The seventh day, you don't work, you know. You don't work on that day. Let me go to verse 10. It says, speak to the children of Israel. That's what uh, Moses was told. And say to them, when you come into the land which I give you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheep of the first fruit of your harvest to the priest. Ne? That's right here. So then, then, then he shall wave his shiv before the Lord to set on the behalf of the, the day after the seventh priest shall wave. Ne? So we have the spring mode here, and the Passover is the first one. That's the first one, the Passover is right here, right here. The spring, in springtime. It says that um, every one of these foreshadow is what to come. They, 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 all this thing means something. And as we go on in Chetshaw's show, the first four right here, there, uh, there will be a fulfilling of all these uh, spring, uh, fall and spring mode. There's going to be a fulfilling. The first uh, four right here. One, two, th one, two, three, four. This first four, it was fulfilled. Okay? It already fulfilled the time. 
AI Jesus is the fulfilling of every one of these things right here. All this Jesus is fulfilling them. So, the Messiah. Spring mode, Passover. Of course, Jesus is the Passover lamb. Remember that. He is the Passover lamb. So, remember, he died for us. You know, and they had the Lord's Supper before, you know, he was crucified. And then he shed his blood for us. On the same day, you will begin to have seven, un, seven days unleavened, right here. Seven days, right here. You're going you're gonna to have unleavened bread. Unleavened is a bread with no yeast. Another word, leaven means a type of sin, different sins. A-I-F-T-O-H, man. So, leaven is a type of sin. Yeast, without yeast, man. He, he, uh, he dealt with the sin problem. Jesus dealt with the Jews of the sin. I mean, they crucified him, right? They crucified him because of sin. And um, so, and so, yeah, they told him, he told him to, Moses told him to, to, to have, to go into their houses and get rid of the, anything that's, that's living, you know, because, we don't want any sin into our house. You know, their house, they need to get rid of it. I think sometimes, to me, I was thinking that um, sometimes we have stuff in our house that, that, that we leave the door open for Satan. It's a sin that we have done before or we kept it as a, as a gift or something. Sometimes, like, if you had a yay in your house, what does that Yebiche stand for? It's kind of like an idol. Yeah, it's, 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 some, it's not of God. If you had those kind of designs and those things, God says to get rid of them. Because it's an idol. God does not please with it. A long time ago, my wife and I, when we're doing this, like, you know, we're going through these things, we had to get rid of stuff. We had to look down into our junk. And then, you know, what we had... We have to get rid of them. When we gave our life to Christ, God says to get rid of every one of them. And also, He told us, my wife and I, we went through marriage first. It was a bad one. But I'm not going to talk about that. But when I met with my wife, she was just a friend. Somebody was just a friend. I, it was my friend. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Where did I get myself in there? You know, but you know, I, she was a friend. But the more we, we help each other, we, be, you know, we start going together. But I thought to myself, I was thinking wise. I'm going to think wise and I'm just going to uh, shack and save. You know, there's this grocery store I used to call shack and save. How many of you know that? Uh, sack and save, not shack and save. I, I, that's where it came from. Oh my gosh. You know, you can add that one there. <laughs> but, you know, we, we said we can save and, because it's painful. It is rough. It's hard. You lose things. And we said, no, oh, we better not do that, you know. We just, we just help each other and live and like that. But God says, He spoke to me. When I said, Lord, I'm coming to you. He kept with me all the time. 
And one thing he says that we needed blessing. We really needed blessing. We needed blessing. We needed stuff. We needed a home. Because everything we have is gone, you know. And, uh, and then, so I asked God about it. Then he says, you know, on the Navajo side of it, you know, that's, I'm saying that because my relatives, they say, it's a wedding basket. No, but God spoke with me, and I'm not talking about that, but God spoke with me. He says, everything you have come back, you have come back to me, you want to do everything else. But she said, but it's not closed. I can't bless that. It's got a hole in it. I can't put that blessing in there until you close it. And then he was talking about us, our relationship. I And, and it just blew my mind. And then I said, Lord, I want to make it right. I want to pastor. I went running to pastor and I said, you know, and, uh, I said that First of all, uh, when I talked with God, I was afraid to approach my wife. That time, it was my Your friend. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, you know, we were, we said we're not going to do that, and she said the same thing. So we just, we just live like that. But it was a sin. I tell you, it's a sin. But but when when God says that, you have to change it. I didn't know what to say to her. Because God was speaking to me. I might have to break this relations and I was feeling sad because I was really liking her that time. He was a young girl. And um, <laughs> you see, I, I'll bring a picture sometime. <laughs> but but I didn't know what to say to her. I asked her um, if she could marry me. You know, I was just like, Shy and all this. <laughs> but I guess God was speaking to her too at the same time. And here she said, Yes, I was almost fell over. And then later we found out that God was speaking to her the same thing. So I ran to Pastor Pacheco and I said, We want to get married. It's because God says so. And we just got married right there. Just us. And so God and 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 our pastor says, I know I because I was waiting because God was speaking to him too. So we uh, we just went to him and we just let our pastor know and we got married just right there in London. But then we needed to we're not gonna hide it. We need to tell our family. So we call our families together and oh they were all ready for. It. Then we came together on one evening. And we had a small wedding, just just us. But then we later on, several months later, and that we, God says, you have to be, make it known to all your people. So we end up having a holiday wedding. That was later on that we did that. Because God says to close it. And we can't have sin in our life when God must bless us. And then that, that's when he showed me about that. Uh, how it stays open on one. Uh-uh, Taylor, that's not of God. We have to make it what God is. Because if he's going to bless it, 
He said that he's going to fill it and run it over. Others will feel that blessing from you because it's going to be filled. Whoever put a, a, you know, a whole to be caught, you know? It's common sense. So God says to get rid of the stuff that's unleavened in your house. Clean your house up that we don't need. Because they were going to put blood on the doorposts of their house. Because the angel of death was coming over. And whoever is don't have the blood on their doorposts, you know, their firstborn will die that night because of it. Because of um, disobedience. So that's the reason why they, he told them to clean out their house. Because the type of sin. And seven days they, they, they did these things. You know, you're going to eat bread without living, without the yeast. And it tastes different. Then the first fruit of the certain day is, is that week in September. I was going to say this week, but that's September and October. And um, you come before the priest and you weigh that sheaf, Nanaya, the what he did for you, weren't that orphan. Because he can't go into the into the holies of holies. So he's the priest is the only one that can do that for you. So when he tells you that then 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 you are forgiven. It is a type of resurrection. So in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 20, Jesus is the first fruit of the resurrection, right? Jesus is the first fruit. So right here it says, first fruit. Jesus is the one that was the first fruit. And Colossians 1, 8, it talks about the first fruit. And then Revelation 5, uh, 1, 5, uh, um, He is the first fruit. Jesus is the first fruit. And the only one was resurrected. The only one. He was the first one. And then you will count 50 days, 50 days right here, right here. After Jesus was resurrected, you're going to count 50 days from here, and then the Pentecost comes, right? Amen. Hallelujah. 50 days, seven weeks, plus one day is, uh, uh, is uh, one week. In other words, seven days times seven weeks is 49. But Jesus, uh, the Jews, they don't count that as 50. They're, they add one more day for a new day. Remember, that makes it 50. That's why, because that's because right here, 50 days after Jesus resurrected, you know, the Pentecost came. 50 days later, and the 50 day it started then. So, so we call that the Pentecost. Because that was the first translation of the Bible into, in our language, the Hebrew word was translated into the Pentecost. So, after Jesus walked, after resurrection, he walked on the earth for 40 days. And he ascended into heaven. And he told them, don't leave town. Don't leave the place here until the promise of the Spirit comes. They are waiting on that day for that calendar. But on that calendar, right here, this is the calendar to them. So, right here, Jesus resurrected. He walked for 40 days, but then he was, 
he, when he went, descended into the heaven, they were told the disciples and the people to stay put. Don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit, the Pentecost, come. So, so, so they were waiting for that day. Some were saying, some people I guess were saying is that, you know, the reason why they had to wait is because they had to get to one accord first. But they were one accord when Jesus was right there. That's why they stayed. And also, Jesus is at the door right now. Jesus is at the door ready right now to open any moment. So God is getting, he said, to get the people ready. In other words, I'm not standing alone here. And I'm telling you, through get ready because we need to come into one accord. We need to come to one accord. So that day, that trumpet sounds right here. This is what we're waiting for. So, another word, 2,000 years ago, let me put it this way, for you to understand this, is 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, Jesus left. The Pentecost came, right? And then, four months is like the whole 2,000 years took place, in the church age. Did I fulfill the nata right here, family? Did I have nata? Right here. 2,000 years like, from here, Jesus said, I will you know, be back. This is the time when all the disciples, I mean the, the Jews people, and then in the time when Daniel 70th week was talking about, you know, when the time will come when the Israel people, the Jews people, he calls it the fig tree. And then he, he will come and no, they will come back as a nation. Jews didn't have a nation after that. For almost 2,000 years, Canada here, Russia, Germany. No, that's why the Germans, you know, they killed a lot of them. So, I know, could you, 1948, Israel gave birth to their own country again. They won the war. They got their land back. They came back. Three years ago, I was in uh, Jerusalem. Oh, man, a lot of Jews. Even today, they're going in. And they're, so, this uh, fall feast, it has not happened yet. Unnamed, September and October, and I thought, it might have been right here, Jesus will come for us. But we, as we go on, did they need to, to show you, your eyes is going to be this big. We're at the, we're imminent that Jesus is, is right there. He's right there. Remember I saying that last week, there was a discrepancy in taking care of these dates, Almost 160 years different, but I think they're pretty close because of uh, the last scene I'm going to show you guys. 
Lady Day, she cut the walls and the, the, the blood moon and the moon and the full moon. What God did, what Israel did at Zion, they are all lined up together. So, so Ebony Naya, we are right there. But just hang in with me. So right here it says, I want to read this. I, I you know, I, I searched I search into other people, like the scholars and people that really know, study the word, you know. So we are, are right here. Any moment, the trumpet. But, but the Jews, they uh, practice this year round, the fall feast and spring feast and all that. But according to the word of God, the other half has not happened yet. The trumpet, the date of atonement, and the tabernacle. See, Christ will come, I think, right at that trumpet area. The feast, and that's in September and October. And there, I will give you the dates later on. But let's go to, um, well, let me read this first. And there's a, there's a man named Scholar, the top scholar. He's from Russia, was born in Russia. And he has a book called Tithes, Psalms, and Prophecies. Reading that, the chapter about Leviticus, he's talking about. Let me just read this. The sacred calendar of the history of the redemption, for not only are the feasts are special assembled and appointed season of meetings between the Lord of and his people, as the, the Hebrew word Jehovah mode of Jehovah may be rendered considered uh, separately, but they are full of an um, um, I think so you call it, you know, and spiritual teaching. Taken together, they are formed as a striking series of symbolic prophecy. Some fulfilled, some yet to be fulfilled, and thus forth foretelling as well as set forth the great plan of redemption. It is beautifully supposed to be by some observers. Dr. Andrew Bonner, uh, Israel feasts represents the course of time. This earth day from uh, creation to its final end. The day of the happy feast of tabernacle and it closes while the seventh rest the the rest, God rests in himself and his creatures preceding the following discourse of time. The, the feast chart, and that's what I was putting there. And right here, he says that this is the history of the earth. Um, this, uh, this scholar, uh, time foretells it is going to begin with the Passover first. It's right here. It's going to begin with that. And then it will fulfill the, the fulfillment of the feast, the rest of it. And then we have a space-time that's between here. We have a, 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 uh, we had a time. There was no prophet. No, 2,000 years. But one thing that I asked God about it is us, we're supposed to be active on uh, ministering the word. 
getting ready for his coming. And how that on 2,000 years, the disciples, that's the reason why they had disciples to go out and minister the word. The reason why United, I found out, this is, I mean, this is my own interpretation, but the reason why United States was born is God was involved in it. Remember, God was involved with our forefathers, right? George Washington and all those guys. They did the law according to the word of God. Our forefathers. Because it is God's word. It was appointed time for God. So the United States was blessed all this time back from the 1700. I know we were blessed all Jesus. Up to um, 2020, now then, things change. So, I believe that that our forefathers did all. I'm just, I'm just putting it on there, and that our forefathers, our George Washington and all those guys that I read on it, they were believers. They pray, they pray a lot. Then some of them, some of those things, some of us, we think we pray. Those guys, they pray, and they were our leaders, and they're the one that set forth our our our, our these laws that they put in there to rule the United States. Then God was appointed us as our country to preach the word, the word uh, all the way around the world. How many of you know that the word came from here, even though it came from. And, and uh, Israel, they from the disciple, but we are supposed to minister the word. When God says that, preach, tell my people about just getting ready. And I found out that um, we're supposed to be getting our people ready, and and we we just kind of slowed down. We kind of gave up. So now that uh, we live in this time, and with the the prophecy that. That was made here that I want to read, you know. So, light of this, uh, the first spring feast is fulfilled. Then, ten days later, the day of atonement. Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Kippur, and five days after that, tabernacle. Then, the trumpet of memorial of the tr uh, trumpet. I wanted my wife to read that one, one about Yom Kippur, and you probably don't understand what is that. Jeffrey probably knows. But Yom Kippur, and we don't know what uh, how the Jews do things. God created a lot of these things for them. Go ahead. What what it means on that? Okay, so Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement and is considered the most important holiday in the Jewish faith, falling in the month of Tishrei, September, October, in the Gregorian calendar. It marks the culmination of the ten days of. Ah, a period of introspection and repentance that follows Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. According to tradition, it is on Yom Kippur that God decides each person's fate. So Jews are encouraged to make amends, ask for forgiveness for sins committed during the past year. The holiday is observed with a 25-hour fast and a special religious service. Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are known as Judaism's 
High Holy Days. Yom Kippur 2021 begins on the evening of Wednesday, September 15, and ends on the evening of Thursday, September 16. Yes, see, the Jews, when they, uh, they celebrate this day, they have no cars moving in town. Everything is shut down. Everything is shut down. There's nobody on the street, no cars, no stores are open, everything is closed. listen. That's what the Yom Kippur is. So, in Le Leviticus,